You are listening to the Corona Diaries, brought to you by Allegra. For more information, please visit allegralaboratory.net. Hello, here I am again reporting from Helsinki, Finland, for the Corona Diaries of the Allegra Laboratory. My name is Susan Odal, and my vantage point into this pandemic is as a citizen of a Nordic welfare state and a medical anthropologist. So now we're going on day 33 of the lockdown. And this morning I woke up to a snow-covered landscape outside my window, which was quite a surprise and a big change from this weekend and these holiday days over Easter when we had around plus 15, up up until plus 20 actually in our yard because it's very protected between the buildings, Um, beautiful sunny weather. But the sun has come back now, and it's actually melted all the snow. So um, what's been happening in Finland the past week? Well, we did have some encouraging news over Easter, and it probably points to us having flattened the curve. Uh, I really hope. I hope so. I really hope that this is this is the reason behind it. Um, and what's happened is that um, the border between Osima, the Osima region is where the capital city is and the adjacent areas. So it's the most populated area of the country where we also have the most cases of corona. Um, um, Osima has been cut off from the rest of the country. And so this border will probably be opened again on the 19th of April unless the government decides to put new restrictions in place. Of course, the medical experts, they they would prefer the regional lockdown to continue, um, and they would actually want to put even stricter restrictions in place, even if we have seen a slowing down of the spread of COVID-19. Because they say that if we open the borders up too soon, we may experience a backlash and have prevalence numbers soar, which means that all the good work that we have done until now, all these restrictions will be totally in in vain. I mean, there will be a waste to have done all that we have done up until now. But it's, it's the government that decides about this later today. They're going to have a discussion in Parliament. It's probably going on right now, because now it's 3.30 in the afternoon. And um, so they will base their decisions on um, expert opinions by medical experts. And um, emotions are running high. Because in the regions outside of Wasima, that we have protected through the lockdown... They don't want the ban to be lifted yet because they fear that, that, that then the disease would spread to their parts of the country and that it would put strains on the regional healthcare system because they don't have the capacity to uh, take care of lots of people um, that fall ill with a pandemic and need hospital care. But it's also a, a political issue because um, the centre party, which is in opposition, 
it has most of its voters in the rural areas. And um, and they and they also support a continued lockdown of the capital city region. And then you have the the constitutional the constitutional law committee. They want the ban to be lifted as soon as possible because they see it as pretty problematic that the emergency law is used to restrict freedom of movement of the citizens. This law uh, was actually meant to be used, for example, in a situation of nuclear fallout where you have to empty an area. So it wasn't designed for the present purposes and that's what makes it difficult to use. Mm. But I, I, I do also think that we here in Finland view self-isolation as a kind of a shared effort, a citizen's act of solidarity. And of course, there's people who break the regulations. I mean, the, the police every day stop many cars um, that go across the border without a legitimate reason. But I'd say that, you know, overall, we're a pretty obedient bunch. Um, few people, for example, in, in Finland, it's quite unusual that people practice jaywalking. And when I lived in Sweden, my friends would always laugh at me because I would wait by the red light, even though there was no cars coming, and they would just cross, you know, and wonder, what am I standing there for? Um, but my, my point is that we understand and, and believe that what the authorities have to say and the restrictions um, that they put in place are there for a reason. Um, we believe in, in the knowledge that they have. And as I also said in my, my first post, um, we trust, really do trust our authorities and we believe in scientists. We have no reason to doubt what they're telling us because we accept that scientific knowledge is something that is constantly evolving in a situation like this. And naturally, naturally, there's always the should-sayers, those who say, oh, well, we should have presented the statistics in such and such a way to make people understand what odds we're up against, and we should have used more restrictive measures. And here in Finland, we call this, we use the word which means post-fact wisdom or mouthing your wisdom in hindsight. But in fact, very little has been practiced nowadays. Perhaps, and I'd say most probably, it'll come later on, once the dust has settled and when we're back to normal, whatever that new normal will be. Um, an artist friend of mine, who's not a born and bred welfare state Nordic person, recently initiated an art project that she called F-U-C-K, Panic. She invites people to send in three-minute videos where they talk about what panic means to them. And um, when I read her instructions, I thought, panic? Am I panicking? No. I can't really say that I've been panicking, and it's probably because of the safety net that surrounds me. I know that the state takes care of me and 
and tells me what to do to, to stay safe. And I know that the police do their job as expected and make sure we don't hang out in large groups or drive out of this dangerous Usima region. And I also think that all these measures are necessary, so I have no reason to see that the restriction placed on us that they are something to be something suspicious or malicious or or driven by any form of corruption. I mean, here corruption is extremely low and honesty is really high on the scale. So I'd say that my talk today is, is a no panic type of talk. But there are, as, a, as an expert in culture, as an anthropologist, um, I've been thinking about what aspects of Finnish culture are ones that kind of protect us or put us in a, in a good position um, in this um, pandemic situation. Um, and I would say that there are a number of act aspects of Finnish culture, and some I've mentioned already in previous posts, but then I'm now going to present you with a few more to reflect on. Um, well, firstly, we live in a society that is run by bureaucrats and politicians that do not seek to hide the mistakes that they make. There is no rule by fear and intimidation, nor has there been any draconian surveillance methods used to control us as citizens. And secondly, we have a strong belief in self-sufficiency and in needing to be prepared should an outside threat strike our society, hence the good stockpiles that I mentioned in my previous post. And number three on the list is physical distancing. And a lot of foreigners actually laugh about this and totally agree with me. Um, <laughs> it's firmly part of our cultural code because we live in a sparsely populated country and we have quite recently moved from the forest, from the vast forests and the village areas into the cities. So for us, it's quite natural to keep others at an arm's length. And we regularly like to have a radius of a few meters between us and the next person that we come across in a public space. And this, of course, serves us really well in corona times. It's nothing that we need to be reminded of very much. And then number five, I call it bog rolls and burgers. We have a very big paper pulp industry. We still do, although some of it has been moved abroad to places like China and South America. Uh, but we are the world leaders in toilet paper production, so there's no need for us to hoard those rolls. And although farmers in Finland would like us to be more self-sufficient in, sufficient in food production, we already have a high degree of self-sufficiency in this area, so we have food in a time of crisis, which is, of course, very good. And then the sixth point is, I think, the most important, that as welfare state citizens, we enjoy universal health care coverage. So every citizen, regardless of their social status or what kind of income they have, uh, gets the same quality of care. So the available respirators will be distri distributed on the basis of need and not on the size of your wallet. So it's very egalitarian.
And we also have good stockpiles of medicines. And then aspect seven, um, income, income disparities are, are really small in Finland. So it's highly improbable that anyone will die um, as a result, will die on the streets um, during this um, crisis. And we also don't have any slums where the virus can spread efficiently because of people living too close together in bad conditions. And nor do we have any internal labor migration flows. Although right now, um, and we do have a dire need for agricultural laborers on farms cultivating vegetables and berries because the harvest season is soon upon us and we don't have people to do the work. So it really is a crisis in that sector. And then we also have a system in place to replace lost income for the people that have been laid off now because of the pandemic. But having no work will not drive um, people into abject, abject poverty. They'll manage because of the social support that they get from the state. Polls uh, show that something like 80% of the Finns are happy to pay relatively high taxes because it's clear to all of us that we get a very sound and good return on our investment. My hunch is that after Corona, this willingness to pay taxes is going to be even higher. And then lastly, we have freedom of speech so if we think that the government or any other people have taken care of this crisis incorrectly or in a way that we don't agree with, um, then we're free to voice our criticism. And we can do that without fear of being ostracized um, by others. Um, so there's also recently been stories circulating about how countries led by women are managing better through the pandemic. So our Prime Minister, Sanna Marin, and her colleagues, who are also women, have received really good grades from the citizens of Finland because we all think that she instills confidence in us. And I've, I won't deny, of course, that as a woman, I'm proud and pleased to be experiencing this political phase in the history of Finland. So in spite of the difficult situation at hand, there's something to be happy about in that sense. As a voter and as a person interested in politics and how the country fares overall. So that's all for today. And I want to encourage you to do all you can to stay safe and take care wherever you are in the world. I'll be back with diary number four next week. So until then, bye-bye.